This week's episode is brought to you by Fine Line Showroom, a West Coast wholesale rep agency with showrooms in Las Vegas and Seattle, representing over 50 fabulous gift, fashion, and home lines. You can learn more about them at finelinescompany.com. Hey there, I'm Michelle Sherrier, and this is the Retail Whore Podcast. Stories and lessons from a life in retail. Hello, guys. Uh, today's the final episode of the year. I wanted to kind of recap and talk a little bit about how this year has gone, what it's meant, um, kind of give you some background on what's happening. Currently, I am in Las Vegas. I am setting up the Stephen Young showroom. Um, as soon as that's finished, I will trans- transition into um, uh, sales producers showroom and art flow trading where I will wrap it up as a buyer. Um, I'm here for a long amount of time that um, it is not something I'm used to. I'm used to traveling a lot. Um, I'm not used to being gone this song from my family. My husband came out to help me um, get settled. He got me a Christmas tree because I'm the weirdo that needs a Christmas tree um, and just helped me get settled. It's super, um, he left this morning. So I've been like crying on it. <laughs> I'm still getting kind of like teary eyed, but it's something that's really important that I do uh, not only for my brand, but it's also part of our, um, you know, the two to three year, plan that I have, I've mentioned on the podcast, to move out of California, to go and be able to live somewhere like Oregon is where we're looking at. Um, I'll be close to Lisa, who you all know from the podcast. Um, we will be closer to his sister. Uh, and it will be, you know, to be quite honest with you, nice to be not nice. It will be uh, life-changing to be away from California's freeways. The 101 and the 405 are what um, I spend the most time on. And something about post-COVID and people driving, people were already a-holes when they drove on these freeways anyway. And post-COVID, it is like ramped up times 100. I, I, I can't even explain to you what it's like. It's it's. Um, I'm a pretty calm driver and I try and stay calm just so I don't flip out on someone and flip them off, which is an old Michelle trait. Um, but I, you know, I've learned that if I act like that, it ruins and wrecks my day forever. And it's like, what is the point? It's not my issues they have as they're ramming me up the ass, um, trying to get up the freeway. Um, so being here while it is hard and while it's going to be lonely and I am going home for the holidays right now. Um, this is December 2nd where I'm recording this. You will hear it on December 28th. Um, it, it is, uh, I will go home for the holidays. I'll go home for the 20th. I'll be home. I'll be home to, I think I leave back again on the 27th. Um, I will have another about 10 days with Steven and then I'll transition to the others. Um, so while it is going to be challenging, it is, I keep having to remind myself, like, you can do hard things. Um, this is for our future to try and, you know, sock away some money that, you know, we'll be able to put forward to our move or whatever it is. But um, 
Yeah. So, uh, but I wanted to come on and talk to you guys. This year was a big year for me. It was also a lot of changes. Um, I don't talk about it as much on the podcast as I do on MC Design Collaboration, but a few of you know, I have um, cut ties with a couple clients and it's not they're not bad things. And I think that a lot of people, you know, change is inevitable. And I've always put it out there that change is good. Um, Because without change, you stay very safe and you don't grow. And I find that the most growth that I have is when, and I tell you guys this all the time, when you get uncomfortable is when you grow the most. And, um, You know, I, one client I stepped away from because, you know, we had been together for 10 years. Both of us had grown exponentially on our own. She grew huge as a designer in her store. And I grew myself as a designer and and people started to like seek out me for my design experience. And with her, she didn't want um, somebody else's name on her brand for merchandising. It it was important to her that it it was solely her, um, even if I was doing it, which I understand, you know, I, I get that. But I, you know, it was time to say goodbye. I don't think it was a bad thing. I don't think it was taken as a good thing. Um, and I, we still don't talk to this point. And it's um, super sad because it's somebody I was with for a long time. But everyone, you know, handles everything differently. And and for me, um, I learned a lot from walking away from that. One of them is the most important is that um, I'm learning to not be a people pleaser. Like I will say yes to anything I can. Yes for myself and for my brand. But to be honest, a lot of it is, is so I don't disappoint people. So I don't let them down. And this is the thing guys in life, you're going to let people down. You can't please everybody all the time. And I'm learning that slowly. And I'm also learning to value myself and what I bring to the table and my strengths and why people hire me. Um, so it, it, that was a big one. The other big one was Peking handicraft and I adore Peking like there is no tomorrow. Um, again, it's somebody I was with Peking for 18 years. And um, the the majority of it is, was uh, truly is that after 18 years, they have a core group that they, core groups that they repeat year after year. Coastal is one and Lodge um, Camp is the other. And they've been on the line and just have grown and grown and grown because their popularity for the last, I want to say, at least 12 or 13 years. So 12 or 13 years later, trying to reinvent the displays over and over and over again, because my job as a merchandiser for these shows is to one up what we did last season. We only have shows twice a year. It's really important that each season when the buyers come back they're wowed the product looks different even though a lot of it's the same but the product looks different the space looks different the the space has completely moved and shifted and the displays all of it has changed so it looks much like your stores like a brand new space and I'll be honest, God damn there's only so many ways you can reinvent coastal I mean there's surfboards which we did there's 
waves, which painted on the windows, there's sails, there's blue and white umbrellas, there's beach there. I mean, there's a lot of ways to do it. Uh, camp and lodge is the same thing. Tents, s'mores. I mean, God knows I've driven that s'more thing into the ground. Everybody's done it. It's amazing. But after a while, everyone's seen it. We've done we've done um, fire pits. We've done um, uh, canoes. We've done cots. We've done tents and um, other little structures. But there's a capping point that I. I'm not doing it a service anymore because I can't think outside of the display anymore. And as many times as I'll scroll through and try and get new ideas, when bottom line is it all ends up being the same, the same theme because that's what it is. So with knowing with this um, Stephen Young showroom opening up and the expansion of that um, and how much time I'll be away from my family, the idea of doing a twice a year trip to Atlanta for seven days on top of being away from home, just, I just felt like it was time, time to move on. And I, I, I'm grateful. I'm still going to be working with them at Steve at sales producers because sales producers reps them. So I will um, still be able to work with Peking um, at least on a smaller capacity. Um, but the big Atlanta show I've stepped down from, and um, I am really excited to see what they're doing because even though I'm not doing it, ego aside, like I really am excited to see how somebody else reimagines it. It's, it's kind of like when I left anthropology, um, it was, I could not, reinvent the four inside the same four walls anymore it just it was I was there I think eight years and in eight years even though there is structure and there is um you have your um uh inspiration book or whatever you call it that these are the the items that go in the concept this is what the concept feels like this is who lives there it's I talk talk about all time it's storytelling um you would get this giant packet and there would be non-negotiables which are the SKUs that are supposed to be in this um displays that have to be set up so that way each store there's cohesiveness and then the rest of it is up to you to reinvent and 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 go and source props for and whatnot I'll be honest, like same thing as Peking. I just couldn't think past those anymore. And I'll be honest, like I've said it in the podcast before and one of my solos is that. Hi, guys. I hope you're enjoying this episode. Now for a message from today's sponsor. Fine Lines Company is one of my favorite rep groups and some of my most favorite humans. If you don't know them already, Fine Lines is a West Coast wholesale rep agency with showrooms in Las Vegas and Seattle. Fine Lines represents over 50 amazing gift, fashion, and home lines. Powerhouses like Patty Wax, Scheme, Barefoot Dreams, Mary Mary, K-Hall, Homart, and so, so much more. You can learn more at finelinescompany.com. They also have a new division called Egg, which I'll be honest, is one of my favorites that features smaller, cool indie lines with an emphasis on West Coast-based women-owned lines. Egg has its own shopping site at eggishere.com. Now, back to our episode. I'll be honest, like I've said it in the podcast before and one of my solos is that 
you know, I'd been there so long. I was kind of skating. I wasn't really pushing myself anymore. Um, I had become complacent and, you know, I had a manager came that came in and, and she was kind of a ball buster and she called me out. And I, you know, when I really sat down and thought about what, um, what I want to do, it was really very clear that it was time to move on. So I made the decision to leave. And then that's how I started MC Design Collaboration, where I kind of do the same things I do did there, as well as take a lot of what I learned at um, Fred Siegel and kind of put it out into my retailer's floors. Um, so so that, you know, those two big changes in clients um, was huge. I also have decided to kind of make a concerted effort of like stepping away from some of the smaller um, stores and whatnot, not because of any other reason other than to make up room and time in my schedule to be able to do this, to do more podcasts and to be able to do more, um, retail horror road trips where we go out on the road. And, and because I've been, um, floating this myself and because I've been bankrolling it, it's been really important that I obviously keep the money coming in and working, but there's a certain point where you like right now, I just got off my day from Stephen Young. It's, um, 4 30. Um, I'm just getting home and I'm, I'm, I need to get this in. So a lot of my interviews are done around my work schedule and it, which means, you know, you finish a full day of work and I go out into my studio and record. And I, I will tell you that I don't even mind doing it because I love it so much. It's truly like this last year, the gift has been really this, this connection with you guys and with, with the people that we're interviewing, it's been so amazing that it it's actually gives me energy, but I want to make room for more of it. And I want to make sure that I, I am not tired going into it. Cause even though it re gives me energy and it gives me so much joy to do it's still, if you're, you've had a long day, it's the end of show season or holiday setups, or, I mean, that's why I took myself off interviews while I was doing the Bristol farm setups because we were doing overnights and to try and have a conversation with somebody when you're that sleep deprived is just not entertaining. <laughs> it's like not good. So I really, my plan for 2023 is to really make more room to do more of this, to do more interviews, to do more retail road trips and to um, really expand the brand. I'm very excited. We have new sponsors coming on year, th this year. And I'll, I'll be honest, like when we started this, it started as a whim. I never really thought long enough, far enough down the line to think that we'd have sponsors, let alone multiple sponsors, let alone some of the interviews we have coming up. Um, I really was truly by the seat of my pants. And it's maybe that's maybe that's the the reason why it's going the way it is because it's not forced and it's not something that um, I'm trying to shove down people's throats and you all have followed us and followed me and solely without any kind of like heavy advertising or it's all been word of mouth guys like you have done this you have built this and it's it's <laughs> it's inspiring to sit back at the end of the year and to see where we've come. I mean, we, I think we just hit 12,000 downloads 
insane to me. Um, and it, it's, I'm, I'm, I can say it now, you'll hear it um, coming up for the January shows, February um, in January for the Las Vegas show. I am part of a round table of podcasters. It's going to be in, I believe the building B um, it will be myself and three other podcasters. I will be the retail podcaster. It will be moderated and it will be so much fun to meet. Hopefully you guys show up and come listen. Um, but it'll be the first time to be out there as Michelle retail for on a stage with other podcasters. And that is incredibly exciting. The next exciting thing we're doing is um, New York now has asked me to do a Instagram takeover. I will be covering uh, tabletop and home. So excited. Um, so you'll see me from the show floor, which means I will have a chance to go back to New York. I haven't been back to New York since um, my last setup for the Harper group, which was the show prior to COVID and the pandemic shut down. So it's been a long time since I've been in New York. I'm super excited because of people that I've met along the way because of this podcast. Nathan is going to be in New York. I'm very excited to meet up with Nathan. Amy from New York Now, who brought this opportunity to me, she and I will have a chance to hang out together. Michael from Cursive. I cannot wait to meet all these people in person. And all of this is due to this podcast. And it is just such a joy to ride the ride and see where it goes. And I'm, I'm honestly like, I, I'm so beyond grateful for this, but it, it, you know, I, I wanted to make sure I came on and kind of told you guys what was going on and told you some of the lessons that I've learned this year and what I've been through and kind of where we're going. So the plan is for next year. We are still the retail for road trips is basically we're circling back around to people that we have already interviewed that you've already heard the interview, you've already heard about their store. And you're kind of like a lot of you have DM'd me and like, I want to, I wish they showed more pictures. We want to see this store. I pick up salsa. Um, so we are the plan is we're going to see Urban Girl accessories. She's in San Diego, Annie. We're going to go out and see her in the spring. Um, so that will be one of the shows. And hopefully we'll be able to hit two of her stores. She has 10 locations. So I'd like to be able to go see Urban Pineapple and to go see um, Urban Girl Accessories. Uh, we are going to hopefully do one East Coast trip. Last year, we did the Midwest. We did Minneapolis. We did Serge and Jane. This year, I'd like to hit um, either Philadelphia or New York. Um there's two stores in particular. I'm not going to be shy. Occasion that I'm dying to see in person and Drew's. And if I can get Drew's on this podcast, um, I would be so happy. But so far, she has declined. <laughs> she follows us and she's very supportive. But um, she I think she's um, more shy and not all about being in front of the counter. But I would love nothing more than to get her on the podcast and to do a retail or road trip because her stores are stunning. Um, and then I think we are going to try and do um, like a road trip to a region where we've had several um, interviews. So possibly there is a uh, desert, California desert um, trip where we combine um stores that we've interviewed out in 29 Palms and um, uh, Palm Springs, or possibly one in Santa Cruz, where we did um, two interviews there. And ideally, by the time we go to 
film these if they agree um, that we will have an, one more additional location in that same area that we can hit three stores and do three um, Rita Hor road trips in, in a combined fashion. So that's, that's really one of the big things. Cause I really want to see the road trips developed more. It's been so much fun to bring the stores to you. Your reactions have all been so good. And it, it's, to be honest, I think it's just, like it's the the missing piece of all this to be able to actually see the stores that people listen to and talk to and talked about the displays and their philosophies and the lessons they have learned. I think it's just like the icing on the cake is to be able to see what they've created and how they do it and, and walk through their store and talk about it at the same time. So that is the biggest, that is the biggest um, thing for me. And some really big, amazing interviews coming up. Um, we have talked to Iris Fuller that owned Filamento in San Francisco from back in the day. You younger kids aren't going to know this store, but for all of us who are old school retailers, everybody knows Filamento. It is such an incredible store. I am so excited to talk to her because she hasn't talked to anybody since she closed her store. Nathan from Nathan & Co. Um, was is the um, sponsor for it. He came on and talked to her as well because he's the person who wanted, who put her name out there and tracked her down for us. The other is um, Ashley from the Boutique Hub. This is a huge one, guys. Like Boutique Hub, I have been following and been um, involved in their platform as a as a buyer. Um, and to be able to interview her and listen to her retail philosophy and the biggest thing that I, I, I believe in myself is competition or community over competition. Um, she just believes that we are stronger together as retailers who boost each other's up and who, um, you know, cheer each other on. And it's not like, Oh, look what she has, or, Oh, she went out of business or she has the same thing we do. It's all about cheering each other on and lifting each other up to make a stronger, better boutique. I don't know, community. And, and, it was an incredible interview. So I'm super excited for 2023 to see what comes down the pipeline, new interviews that we're having, new road trips, and who knows, maybe there's some extra secrets coming down the line. So with that, I just want to say thank you guys so much for your support. I truly, I am speechless at times when I get DMs or um, people will, um, comment in our Instagram page. I, I just honestly like it's something that I never expected. And I am so grateful for all of your comments and your support and for tuning in every week and for, you know, telling me that you're learning stuff and that you appreciate it or, or something about a guest. Like I, I really can't thank you enough. And it's the best gift I could ever ask for as this year closes out. So with that, Thank you so much. Um, I look forward to seeing you guys in 2023. Thank you. And that is a wrap. The Retailer Podcast is produced by myself, Michelle Sherrier, and Catherine Kalu with digital marketing and guest support from Elisa Anthony. Our website, where you can find all of our episodes, can be found at www www.theretailhorrorpodcast.com and don't forget to follow us on Instagram at the Retail Horror Podcast. <laughs>